listen, I loved Paradise, but it feels good to be back in the store. It feels good to just be getting discs to people, you know? This is where we belong at the end of the day. What do you think everybody was doing while we were gone? I don't know. There's a fuckload of moths in here. We left that tip jar out front for if people needed to check stuff out. You know what? Surprisingly, not as much theft as I thought. Yeah. We could have locked the door and not put the tip jar out there. But I am gl- I'm glad you told me to leave the door unlocked when we left. Nobody took a single puppet movie. They're Duh. all here. But They're did, all accounted for. Maybe they brought them back, though. We don't That's know. That maybe they, the puppet code, they needed to bring bring them back. You want a fucking wooden doll trying to murder your daughter? No. You bring it back. Go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Damn purse. By, by the way, sweet car. But did you have to park so close to the door? I don't think people realize that that's where the entrance is now. You know, I, they got to see it. Okay, they got to see it. I, I would want to see that bad boy too. Yeah, you like that? I do. It's a Cuda, baby. Yeah. Wow, Cuda, yeah. I took a nap in the back seat earlier. It's comfy as hell. You liked it? You mm-hmm. smell that fucking leather? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I don't know dude. why it's so greasy in there, but... It, it's nice, dude. I mean, 76 was a different time, man. Also, how long did it take to get here? Because I know you can't drive stick, so obviously you were in first gear the whole time. It's a learning process. Okay. YouTube really isn't helping me out dude, too much. It sounds, it sounds fucking strong, though, coming into the parking lot, because yeah. the RPMs are through the roof. Had that little bit of a hill, I knew that... <laughs> I knew they would hear me coming. Would oh, you yeah. like... Would you like me to show you how to drive stick? Or yeah. Is that that's emasculating? Fine. That's fine. No, you'll, you okay. Can, okay. I'll set shotgun. We got to do it in a parking lot far, far away where the public can't see us. And w- what I find helps is a little bit of tension. So, Kron, if you want to follow us in your car, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll I, maybe you can shoot at us. I don't know. Do something to kind of help, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you. I got a new gun, just itching to be fired. Who would have thought that the Smash Pennies would pay off eventually? <laughs> I told you, fuckers. You're gonna, dude. You're gonna have to be bobbing and weaving because I got this thing loaded up with buckshot. It's gonna spray everywhere. Hey, don't fuck. Like, just shoot in the air. You don't shoot at the, my actual fucking car. But then you're never gonna be under the fucking pressure that makes you no. perform. I don't like this. This is why I sat letting you shoot an apple off my head, remember? Yeah, but you moved. Guys. Naturally. Guys. Yeah, what's up? Speaking of stuff that I don't like, it's a little creepy in the store since we've gotten back, right? I don't think anybody knows we're open yet. Okay, but I think one of Nick's bocce balls from that bocce tournament has been floating around the store. Still. Is he high again? No, dude. You don't fucking see that shit? All the cocaine is already gone. Okay. I I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Oh, I kept a little. I kept a little back for the three of us. I mean, you guys are seeing flying balls. You haven't seen the flying ball. I haven't seen the flying ball. That's what I assumed was keeping the store uh, the store safe while we were Mm -hmm. gone. Is it just the ball, or is it like 
Does it got a fucking like stapler tape to it or something? Like, I, I, when I see the ball, I run away. I don't fucking keep looking at it. You got to investigate. I mean, I'm looking at that fucking ride, baby. Like, I'm not. I'm not the investigatory type. Okay, I don't fucking put a boot knife in. Yeah, girl, it's a '77. You, you want my number? Is he trying to rent out a Star Wars? That's the only thing from 77 we've got. CC's Pizza, it's all you can eat. Dan, that's a Lena Quigley cutout that we've had since day one. Talk to you later. All right. Stop by, I'll give you a free rental. She wasn't, she's not my type. Yeah, well, she's cardboard, so. Oh. Oh, shit. I've been moving it around, so. I wonder why she's looking over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hook it up to a train set so it looked like there were people? I'm, I'm, I'm home aloneing him. Yep. That oh, way. Oh, home alone to me again. Dude. Fuck. This is the second time I fell for that. But you felt good in the moment, right? I thought I had a chance. You okay. Know, get the car, get the girl, get the yeah, life. It's uh, like OnlyFans. It's like a stripper, okay? It makes you feel good in the moment. You deal mm-hmm. with the fucking guilt later. Hey, you Carl got home alone. Enjoy she it. was in love with him. <laughs> she is, dude. She is. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Are we ever going to get the meter? Besides paying for the... Oh, I didn't pay for the OnlyFans. I've never been on her OnlyFans, I swear. We have all. never been on her OnlyFans. Me and Bones have never been on her OnlyFans. No, going to somebody's link tree does not count as going on their OnlyFans. I've never paid the nineteen ninety nine for the special videos. It's cool, man. I mean, she's gotta make money. I keep sending her money and I'm sending her a lot of money. You know, it is cool out there like the landscape of content creation, right? Because our podcast totally free low low energy content these chicks out there shoving shit in their cooters 1999 a month the system speaks for itself right holy shit you fucking see it now don't you this is the ball yeah it just went by just crouch just crouch down that's what i've been doing i think there was some sharp shit on it and you just got home alone again, fucker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I knew it. Listen here. This kind of reminds me of something. So, uh, sit back. Boys, it's good to be back. Paradise is great. Too much mojitos. Too much sand. But I got a little something for you tonight, all right? Something with a little bit of flying balls and some fun. Because this week... On five day rentals. My OnlyFans? It's Phantasm. Welcome back, everybody, to Five Day Rentals. And it's the box set, baby. We're here with a whole new franchise, I guess, uh, of films that we're going to do. We're going to do Phantasm. We're starting with the first one tonight from 19... 
79. I'm Laundry Dan. I'm going to be taking you through the first one here. I can't do it alone. Um, I got my, uh, well, my two Paul Bears. I imagine if I die first. Crod and Bones. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Dan. I'll be your, I'll be your Paul Bearer. And I will fucking cold cock you one last time in that fucking coffin, dude. It's going to be a closed casket. You know that. I'm going to fucking punch you, dude. It's not even going to be a casket, honest. I'm getting cremated. That's I've already decided that. If it's a closed casket, I'm at least going to rattle it. I'm going to flip you around. It. Yeah. You, you got to make sure he's in there. Has a coffin ever been dropped at a funeral? I oh, bet yeah. I bet there was a big fat guy at some point that somebody dropped the coffin. I did a Paul Bear for for grandpa. And there I had cousins there and I was I was like, this motherfucker is either they weren't pulling their weight up front, but I was still like, this is fucking heavy. No wonder they cost so much. I bet those morticians throw a few iron plates in there, you know, just because they're they're so dull. Nothing ever Dude. happens. They're like hoping for a co- uh, coffin drop. Hoping. Yeah. Grandpa was probably like 90 pounds when he left us. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I was like, this is all wood. Solid oak, dude. H- high class guy. Yeah. I don't know how much we paid for that shit. Dudes, it's a, it's a new season. It's a new box set. Fall is upon us. But it's same old bones, baby. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. So you're just going to be mediocre like last season and yeah. not add much to the show? Yeah. All right. I wouldn't expect I do everything else. on the back end. I'm a back end guy. I'm a back door man. You guys are the talent and I'm just, I'm just here. I wouldn't say talent. I'm the rhythm section of this trio, baby. <laughs> I would say happy to be here. You're holding it down on bass bones. <laughs> and kicking a bucket at the same that's time. All, that's all you really want in life is to be the bass player, though. No, drummer. Do you nah. think you think like Rolling Stones, you think the guy who New plays album bass, out. you think he's getting the same amount of money? You think they're splitting that four ways? Yeah. Uh, well, not with Charlie anymore, because rest in peace. Well, it would you go to his the, estate, probably, you, right? You think the new drummer's getting one-fourth cut? Mm, probably getting less. I don't know. I wish I knew somebody I mean, that was an accountant in the music industry. Maybe they could... Royalties alone, it, does, it probably doesn't even fucking matter with the Stones. I'm saying, like, tours and shit. I bet, yeah, the, to- I mean, I bet the tours are... Sp- Shared equally. It's the license, not the licensing. What's the word for like the songwriting? Like the like the, the copyright, like the royalty. Ro- yeah, there's something with like, you know. Well, the guy wouldn't have a royalty. Whoever's the new drummer, because he didn't write. He he didn't write anything. That's what I'm saying. They're probably giving him a good portion of the money because they're like, we're we got royalties coming in. Yeah. Right off the bat, talking like idiots. 
this is good shit. We're talking right, about the right fucking Rolling home. Stones. They could just had a new album released on Friday. Cool. Check it out. Has anyone listened to it? Two weekends. I have. Ago, by the time you're hearing this, listener. Is it a lot of like old guy stuff? They had one with Elton John on it, and I was like, I hope you don't mind. Brown like, sugar. My doctor said I can't. I will say when I seen them, they he had more energy than I fucking I did. <laughs> Whatever shot they gave him, yeah, he like, gets what I want when I'm sixty seven. Uh, Dan, that shot is called cocaine. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm trying to transition cocaine into phantasm, but I don't think there's any drug use in this movie. Uh, do you need the do you, as a single man, need the strength to lift a 500-pound box? Just make it out of paper mache. What I like about it is it's obviously a trick coffin, but what they still nail is the awkwardness of lifting <laughs> something that is just like he can't get a bite on it. Even though the thing maybe weighs 15 pounds, it's still just so awkward. It's still coffin length, yeah, so you have yeah. to manage the fucking the pivoting of your body to move it around. Yeah, the last time Sam and I was on, we were on vacation, and I like picked up a kayak. She, I was like, I think I actually want you to help me. I was like, it has nothing. I can lift this and carry it, but like trying to maneuver water and rock and shit, it would just be nice to have somebody on the end. It, did you think they used that coffin when they shot the pallbearer scene just to be safe? What do you the light coffin? Yeah, like the trick coffin. Is that what they put like the six sideburned dudes to carry? Yeah, because three of those guys were union. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't lifting over fucking thirty pounds unless you pay me. I think that shot where there's seven people in the frame, that is the most people in a single frame in the entire movie, right? Yeah, I think so. It's got to be. I a think there of- are like, even when they go to the bar later in the movie, there's only like five people in there. So <laughs> There's a barber shop in that bar. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Bars it's in like, the name, dude. It's like the Old West. Yeah, man. Just out in the middle. It looks like it's out in the middle of Mexico. Fucking throw down three <laughs> whiskeys, get your bum tooth removed, and get a fresh dew. That's good. I was going to, like, barbers used to be dentists, right? Yeah. They're, it's so close, they're already right there. We should go back to that. Yeah. Just, you handle the head, I'll get a different guy for everything neck below. No, then you're going to need insurance to get a goddamn haircut. No. That's how America works. No, dude. You're like, hey, I'm here for my... If you've already got a guy taking my tooth out, just get someone else back there fucking cutting my hair. I've had some bad haircuts. I've had some bad haircuts. I would love to be able to file malpractice. I would (laughs) love for it every once in a while for an insurance company to fight for me. It's really just... A 50-50 chance, I mean. 
mm-hmm. if you don't have a dedicated barber, which I do. Just let your hair grow. Who cares? No. Just be lazy about it. Don't go. I go to the same lady every five weeks. Do you schedule the next appointment at the end of? I schedule two ahead. Two. Wow. That's what I want to do, but she won't let me. She's like, my schedule's crazy. I'm like, that's why we're trying to do this. So I have an app. I'm the complete opposite. I will. I will go. Maybe I will go get a haircut, and I'll look up random places, and. I'll look at the first one and I can't get an appointment that day. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll wait another month. <laughs> I mean, but I can wear a hat. So must be See, nice. I, I schedule my haircuts two out, but I'll, I'll do exactly that for my dentist bones. <laughs> <laughs> Who can fucking take a molar out this afternoon? I'm ready to go. You've needed a root canal for like six months. I haven't because I find a guy that day who <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, I, I'm just sitting here. Hey, hey, by the way, while you're getting a hair, you think you can get this out? Mm-hmm. That's why Kron wants it to be combined. Here, I brought my own sterilized pliers. Anybody got a lighter? No, I already did that in the car. <laughs> That's why they're already sterilized. Now yeah, it looks like you're fucking lighting a crack pipe because you're sterilizing some electrician's pliers. If you guys had to take out a molar, would you go needle nose or water pump? What pliers are you picking? Not needle nose. That's too pokey. Needle yeah, nose get, is for the uh, the roots. But you got to get back there. Yeah. Some some sort something that's got like a the ninety degree tip. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what she said. No. Phantasm. I can't bend my dick like that, dude. (sighs) You haven't practiced enough, dude. Bones, I just leaned back in my chair. Did you hear it? No. (laughs) Neither did the listener. That's right. Got a new chair, new hair, new shave. I'm a new man. And tonight I'm going to take you through... Phantasm from 1979, directed by Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. All right. It's the first in the box set here of five movies that we're going to do, all Phantasms. We're not going to throw any wrenches in there. Uh, gentlemen, is this a... I, I think you guys have all watched this, but you... Was this a first watch or no? No, I I did watch the first one last October. So I did. I think I went on and on about watching Exorcist for the first time last Halloween, and I um, threw Phantasm in there at our buddy DK's um, insistence. So. Well, yeah, DK, thank you for our fine, fine theme. How about that theme, intro huh? there? And check them out on the Spawn episode as well with George. But yeah, this I have only seen the first one. I have not continued on, so I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, same here. Kron, finished franchise? No, I've seen one, two, and three before. Uh, 
But this one, I found, I mean, I've seen Phantasm 1 more than any of the others. I think I had a buddy in high school that was like super into this. And I think there was like a, like a very fancy, like deluxe DVD that came out. And he got that. So we watched this just several times, you know, if we couldn't pick something to watch, we just would watch Phantasm. This was a Walmart Blu-ray for me. Like I went one night and just stopped and was kind of digging around and grabbed one and it was the Bad Robot reissue for five bucks. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm buying Phantasm tonight. I don't know what the rights are with Phantasm, but I feel like one, three, four, and maybe five are all like, they're always available somewhere. Something's up with two, yeah. Like, but the other four, it's like if Peacock doesn't have them, then Amazon does. If Amazon doesn't, then HBO's got it for that month. They just like jump back and forth between streaming services. There's definitely dudes like Phantasm is one of those, like if they're into it, they're really into it. That's what I was about to say is I'm surprised that there's not more conversation about it. So I don't know if that is a sign that maybe it, it tapers off or it goes crazy or what, because I have a lot of fun watching Phantasm. I really enjoyed the first one. And my my two rewatches this week, it cooks, man. It's like 90 minutes, 91 minutes, something like that. Gets right to it. It's, even for being like a little indie horror movie, it's got a fucking car chase. It's got explosions. I think it's Guns. just cult, right? Like it's kind of, like the whole series is like a cult status kind of thing. Even the first one, I mean... I feel like maybe once you've gotten through like Halloween, Friday, and Nightmare, it's at least another series that, like if you've already powered through all of those. Yeah. But I feel like you hear more about Puppet Master or Hellraiser or even like, you know, these second, third tier horror franchises. At least, maybe that's just the circles that I'm keeping. I don't know. The puppet circle? Yeah. Got his ass. I'd put like Phantasm high up there. I mean, it's not like Halloween or Friday the 13th, but it's, I feel like people that are super into horror, they hold like at least Phantasm 1 high in their regards. I mean, he, when he came into direct, he was pretty much pissed off at all of the horror movies out there. He's like, they suck. They don't do that. He was trying to do something completely different. And yeah, I would say for 79. Yeah, this is kind of you're pushing your into the eighties of all the wonderful stuff that we got. Well, you're between Halloween and right before Friday, right before the slashers really, uh, went crazy. Yeah. Which just was a VHS box that, yeah, this was always one that you've seen at the video store. Well, I think at least this first 
well, I would probably say at least one through three, they're headier movies than your average horror kind of thing. It's not just a killer, like, stalking a group of teenagers. There's, you know, like a whole mythology that's kind of built in this first one that they don't, I mean, they don't, like, elaborate a ton on it, but it's a bunch of, like, weird, interesting concepts mashed together. And it's impressive that, yes, it is more heady than a Friday the 13th movie, it's I find my I found myself getting far less bored. You know, like because it it's it throws so much into the story and builds upon it. It's not just like, okay, I'm gonna maybe I'll see some boobs on this one or what's this interesting kill? Like it, there's something interesting and new every five minutes. It, I'm gonna say I think body count here is only two well you bring up my my first real question is the ending of this where do they how where do they go from here right i mean friday movies and nightmare movies ending doesn't mean shit right they're always going to rewrite it or, or squeeze it but do you count uh, are we in spoiler territory yet? Are we Diablo? Oh, we can Diablo it all we want. This okay. is the box set. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will we'll rate at the end of the episode, but uh, yeah, we're going to be open and honest with you tonight and enjoy it. Yeah. So is your body count just Tommy? Is you got it Tommy? I guess maybe the girl. That like sneaks into the mortuary? No, because Reggie mentions offhand at the end that he let the girls go. You got the caretaker who gets the ball. Okay. Well, and then, then you got Tommy. If you get to the end of it, though, is uh, is Jody dead? The, yeah, Jody, the older, the older brother. Like, because they're just like he died in a car wreck. <laughs> Does that count? And then do you count Michael getting pulled into his closet? We don't know. Yeah, I know. No, I don't think you can count that one. So three? If we're counting Jody. Yeah. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, but the caretaker with the ball is pretty fucking sweet. That's... Fucking awesome. How is that not on more best kill lists? I mean, it's probably the coolest scene of Phantasm 1, right? It's crazy that it, like, spurts out a little blood first, and then it just becomes like a like a geyser of this guy's brain, I guess. Well, yeah, that's the Union guy priming the pump, right? Like, getting all the air out off there that first pump, yeah. And then they just fuck it. It looks cool. Keep it. Mm-hmm. And then after he dies, he's pissed himself, which I didn't catch on my first watch. The guy's pissed himself, but there's zero blood on the floor or anything. Well, it all came out. That's well, all. But but uh, where did it go? You would think it would be all up and down the hallway. But mm-hmm. I 
creative choice. It's like, well, I really want the audience to see the piss, so I don't want it oh. to get. In 79, nobody could see the piss. You can't see the piss until the remaster. So Coscarelli said it helped him out with the ratings on the commentary because you couldn't see the piss. He always had it in there, and he knew it was there, but you couldn't see it until they re until bad robot redid it oh thank you jj thank you for giving us the piss cut jj thank Abrams. you you fucked up star wars but you got phantasm right motherfucker the guy made mission impossible 3 i'm going to give him a little bit of a little bit of slack off of that i think there's uh, i mean like the blood not being on the ground there's a ton of stuff in this movie where if you think about it for even a few seconds it becomes somewhat problematic uh everyone like reggie is a ice cream man everyone in this movie is wearing coats and winter clothing <laughs> the, <laughs> seems like it would be the off season for ice cream sales but the guy is out there slinging fucking snow cones and in an choco tacos. In an open cab mm-hmm. truck. I'd drive the shit out of that truck. That's so cool. Dan's yeah, got he, major he Reggie even, vibes, man. Reggie, from what I see, continues on in, I believe, all the rest of them. Yeah, I think he's in all five. Yeah, he even asked Jody at one point to come and help him. <laughs> fucking just going off the chains out here. That is so much that fucking is, ice cream. That is winter, some weird winter's di- popping off. <laughs> it's a very weird dialogue in that kitchen scene. Yeah, you remember last time it was kind of a crowd, and you were really good at the crowd control. So get your ass out here. Well, that's even weird with like him and Jody when they play guitar. He just kind of walks right in. I admit, it was Tommy, Reggie, and Jody in a band, right? Yeah, but I mean, that specific scene, he walks up and he's like, oh, what are you noodling on? Let me jump in here. And then he just fucking shreds an acoustic for <laughs> two minutes. It's cool. It's not a bad song. Jody is actually a music teacher in California. This is his only movie he was ever in. Was is Jody like a traveling musician? Is he going around and touring? Is that what his? Because another friend comes by at one point, right? And he says, "You know, I'm just back for the the kid for Tommy and the kid, but." Well, doesn't Jody say he's going to leave me again or something? Yeah. It seems like Jody is like he came back after the parents died, but he's constantly looking for like, I don't want to raise this kid. So <laughs> how can I get the hell out of this situation? Did he come back for Tommy dying? That's but what Tommy's I was in his band. I, I wasn't. Well, how's Tommy in his band? How's Reggie in his band? Reggie's a full-time fuck. He's slinging ice, dude. Because right whenever Reggie's like Jody, he's like, what a way to end the dream or something. That's what Jody tells Reggie whenever they're before they go into uh, the mortuary. I'm asking all these questions assuming that you read the Wikipedia, Dan. I don't. 
know what Wikipedia is. I, I have these questions as well. Yeah. Because like I said, when you sit back and look at Phantasm from 1979, you're like, there's some cool shit there, but this story makes no fucking sense. I, but <laughs> those little things do not matter at all. I don't really need to know what he's doing. I was asking that primarily because you asked about the three of them being in a gang or a band. I just took it as they were just lifelong buddies when he says that's one way to end a trio. I didn't, I, there was nothing musical in my mind about it. Them so you guys playing don't guitar. Think Tommy. Okay. No, I, I mean, just, that, that could work too, though. Yeah. yeah that, that Tommy and Reggie were the only two of the three that stayed in town. Jody kind of fucks off and comes in and out whenever. Mm-hmm. We know he's left before. He has an interaction. I think it's Toby is some random guy that comes by. Yeah, and well, they're it, fixing the, yeah. the CUDA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, fuck Jody, dude. He didn't take Reggie with him. He left him here to fucking sell ice cream. He's making a killing, apparently. I mean, what? <laughs> Why give up a good thing? Dude, if you can clean up like that in the winter, just think of the numbers you're putting up <laughs> fucking May through August. He's like, I'm making 380 a year off this ice cream gig. Like, I'm not going to fucking LA with you, Jody. <laughs> those those are the types of people that I've always been jealous of. Right? Like, I found something, I'm content. I'm just gonna keep doing this. Right? Why eventually why I'll be the boss. Yeah, it seems like he's its own boss. It says yeah. Reggie's on the side of the truck. I think Re- Reggie bought the truck, and he just... I don't know if he hits the Kroger every morning and clears out the ice cream, but... What the fuck is a Kroger? Dan, you gotta... You gotta figure out what a Kroger is, dude. What the fuck? The, the Piggly Wiggly, the... Oh, it's a grocery store, then. Mm-hmm. All right, what are what are some other things that stand out as as questionable to you guys? What is in like the storyline or Yeah, because I I think one of the things that the movie does really well is giving you just enough information to sort of keep stuff going, but the same way that the ending is obscure, they give you very little inform like there's no fat on it. Yeah. Right. I think Even. It's, oh, I think it's the biggest strength of the movie, honestly, is that they introduce so much stuff so quickly. You don't have time to get hung up on like, where do these little people come from? Why is that guy's blood yellow? Like, it doesn't matter in the context of the movie. It's just, this is the weird shit that is happening to these three people. Uh, I feel like if you had a movie now, any producer would be like, you have to explain this stuff. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I mean, the whole, I I feel like that's what the concept of world building is now is that everything has to be explained and buttoned up and perfect. Not here at A24, Kron. We don't do that. I don't. But you watch something like Hereditary and you have an answer at the end of the movie for what? Just go win an Oscar. I don't want to hear it. Here's the check. Luck May 2-4. I think even those movies have more of an explanation than this movie has. This movie gives you nothing at the end of the movie. 
tell you what, I'll give you another 50K if you do it in black and white. Deal. We'll just do it in post. <laughs> done and done. Here you go. Damn, they explain the end of Hereditary? There's yeah. an explanation? Shit, my dumbass yeah, didn't understand it. He's... Well, we'll Spoil- spoilers for Hereditary. Okay. Maybe. We'll cover it as a five-star banger. You going to make me watch that again? I have I watched it in the theater and I have yet to rewatch Hereditary again. That was Sam was gone on a work trip or something one random Saturday. I was like, let me just watch something on my laptop in bed while I fall asleep. And I was like, fuck it. Let me throw Hereditary on because this will put me out in five. And I was, I sat there for an hour and 45 minutes just in terror. I was like, this, that was a terrible night sleep. <laughs> just, I, just dread. I wouldn't recommend watching any movie on an airplane, but I watched Hereditary on a flight to Italy. <laughs> and every time we hit turbulence, the French woman next to me would start crying as I was watching Hereditary. It was fucking rough, dude. <laughs> that might be the way to see it. I don't know. It was terrible. Like, it was awful the whole time through. Okay. All right. But to bring it back to Phantasm, this is one of the things that I love about it is that it it doesn't really matter. It's just fun. The movie knows that it's meant to be fun. And there's, like, an adventure aspect to it, especially through the eyes of this like teenager like the loading up let me like put on my knife i'm gonna break into this place like shit like that some fucking fun man yeah and whenever you can combine those elements i'm much more interested in that and i think it's one of the reasons i'm such like an action horror guy is is when your characters get to be proactive when when it's just dread and people are just in a fucking cabin and horrific things are happening to them or a family dynamic is stretched. I have very little interest in that, but if the trade-off for getting an action scene and some little dudes running around getting blasted with a shotgun is I'm going to have some questions at the end. I'll take that for sure. This is kind of the same level as Nightmare on Elm Street for me, like the first one. Like, had so much cool shit in it. And this is, too, is like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, the finger moving in the box and shit like that. So, it's kind of on that same level for me. And who knows where we'll fall in two or three movies as they start to build the universe out. Right? We might get frustrated, like, oh, we didn't need an answer to that, or vice versa. It's this is the sixth time you've shown this, you should explain it. But I think, well, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I guess that is an interesting thing to think about. Like, I have seen two and three, but I don't remember a ton of what happens in them. So it is like, are we going to get seven? silver ball kills into this thing and be like, are we still not explaining how these things work or what controls them? Or is it going to be like, oh, it's just cool every time somebody gets their fucking brain shot out of their skull. 
Because I like how ambiguous the first one is. I mean, I really do enjoy that aspect of it, that they don't explain the ball. They don't really explain what the hell the universe is that, like, Mike falls into for 10 seconds. How does the tall man turn into a lady with some great mountaintops? Why is he doing that? But but for each one of those, okay, so the ball, the mountaintop. What the fuck is the ball? I'm getting I'm getting to that. (laughs) Had they not, there's something about the picture of the tall man, just sort of implying, right, or not not implying, just basically proving that the fucker's been around forever. That to me wipes away. Oh, he's got magical powers. Okay, he can shape shift. He's got yellow blood. What the hell? And he can keep popping back up. The fact that when they pull Michael back through the little portal and he's like, they're slaves, they're using him for slaves. That to me in the moment was like, okay, all right. It's an alternate universe or another planet or something. That little line was just enough to quench my thirst on that and then move on. Yeah, but even still, wouldn't you think someone in the town would be like, this guy has been 80 for the past 80 years. Like, <laughs> he was an old man when I was a child, and he's outlived me at this point. You know what my counter to the town thing is? Is the creepy fucking psychic that's just, like, out in the open. That is an, that's early on in the movie as well, so it implies that the town is already kind of you know, spooky or mystical. Do you you think he has more of a plan? Do you think this was like two movies? I don't, this was just the first one. I I don't know this to me. I watch this as a guy just putting random shit in. Oh, this would be fun. This would be fun. This would be fun. And it's something Mm -hmm. that I'm nervous about going forward because is it going to be a retcon thing or, is he able to, all right, I threw all this shit up on the board. How do I connect it? I think his origin, this came in at four hours and he had Damn. to cut it down. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and I will say there is footage from one that shows up in four from what, just from what I said, doing read from doing research on this one. What, where'd you research? Uh, Kroger? Commentaries. Okay. I think this was so, I mean, this is... Wikipedia. (laughs) This is Coscarelli's, like, first movie, right? Did he do two? He he did one through four. Oh, did he? Yeah. And Bubba Hotep, at least. Yeah, I know he did Bubba Hotep. But it's... Bubba Hotep fan. I feel like with this one, like the dude just didn't know enough to know what needed to be in a movie versus not in a movie. So I think he was just throwing stuff like, here's a shitload of ideas I have. Like, let's just film it. Yeah, let's film it all. And then we'll figure out how to make a movie out of it. And a lot of times I, when you can see that and feel that, I love it because it, to me, it reads like this artist is putting out the thing that they want to experience. Right. Um, yeah. And he was very anti, like 
this shit sucks. Like, why aren't we making good fucking scary horror movies? Well, I don't want to toot our own horn, but kind of in response to us joking to something that somebody has said about the show, like, that's what we wanted to do with this, right? Like, it was, what do the, what's the things that we like, but what suck about some of them? And how do we strip that away and just throw, like... All of our podcasting references are pretty different. Like when we came into this. And I think that, I don't know. I'm also very conscious of like somebody like DK, who I know is a friend of the show, who's probably listening to this and is just typing out a massive email of like, all right, you guys cross the line. This is this, this is this, this is this, you know? I normally don't give a shit about that because like the hidden subtext of the show is it has nothing to do with the movie, but I'm the only one who has an advantage here is Kron because he's seen the second one, but the guy just straight up said he doesn't even remember. So yeah, I do you want to know? I could tell you one thing that I remember (laughs) from two and that covers the entirety of what I remember from part two. (laughs) I just know I don't know. I just had a lot of fucking fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's kind of like Puppet Master 3 where you're like, you know what? I kind of want to see what happens. And then we all know what happened. More more puppets. (laughs) Suicide threats. I mean, It 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 was rough. If they don't I don't know, but again, that ending, the ambiguous ending, the end of Friday the 13th doesn't mean shit, right? The end of how many, fuck it, the end of Jason Takes Manhattan means fucking nothing. So I'm definitely going to be forgiving to, to this when I have, I would rather watch Phantasm 1 over any Friday the 13th or any Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a bold ass statement. That's I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is this is a guy from coming that loves Scream Three out of all of them. I mean, so not, not out surprised. of all of them. Play the tape back. It was my favorite of the sequels that I had seen, and that's not the case anymore. Did you Scream Five is good? I no, it's not. <laughs> Six is better than five. Nah. I liked five one, more. Than way one, better than five. One and two are the only screen movies. That one you know. is that's, the best. That's one is the best. One is the best. Talk about one is the best, hands down. And then two is two. a good then, sequel. Then five and three. And then, then you six, don't need, five and three. You don't need any of those. Brantley is yelling at his stereo right now. Five was I don't know. I don't know. I think it's different movies. Like, I think Friday is different. Friday the 13th is an entirely different kind of film than Phantasm. Right. And they they scratch different itches. And that's that's fair. I What I think I was trying to do is I was just trying to establish a border around myself to not allow myself to say, like, I have too many questions. Or how does this thing exist as a franchise? Specifically in relation to fan, or Puppet Master. Because we were so confused on how is this puppet not in this one, but also, but then in the prequel, 
right? Like the timeline of them existing didn't make any sense. So, but Phantasm, it being like a, an even more fantastical world, that was me just establishing my own personal border, right? It was hard not to be like, all right, I want to watch two now. But I know. Yes. Also, do we get a Dune like feeling? Well, I think some the, reference here. Some highly inspired this, by Dune, right? Well, the whole box at the psychic thing is just yeah. lifted right out of Dune, right? Well, I think even when he goes into the alternate world too, I, whenever you kind of see it a little bit, I'm like, that kind of reminds me of Dune as well. Could be. Yeah, because the the book would have been out already, right? That was sixty oh, something, yeah. and then Lynch doesn't make it till eighty four. So, Lynch didn't try to make it till eighty four. I'll hear I'll hear Discord shit on that one. I'm sure it's better than the old. It's better than the new one, Dan. People have opinions. It's David Lynch. People will have lynched. Yeah, man. I watched Eraserhead. It was, it's, it's decent. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Now, we'll see. Because I think Karan's next category is direction, erection, David Lynch. Not for me, it won't be. (laughs) I seen it. It's there. Are we, are we ready for plot? I mean, if you got anything else that you guys just have to talk about, uh, I do think it's an interesting combination of like, there's some low budget stuff that works really, really well when Mike is like reaching into the alternate world. You can kind of tell that's just a mirror in front of a thing. Right. But it looks cool in the movie. But then there's some other stuff when they're fighting that like puppet fly where it's it's like that looks low budget. That looks like a guy wrestling a jean jacket for two minutes. And I'm not saying it's bad or so on. So on board for it. There's just a. I do feel like this movie has some stuff that works super well and is impressive for a low budget movie. And there's some stuff that feels truly like, fuck it. We got this scene. Let's see how it goes. I have. So with that, some of the cinematography I am torn on because there are some very amateurish setup shots So the first shot of the funeral home and it kind of pans in a little bit and then you get this very cheap, uh, you get Reggie and Jody sort of step into the frame and then there's a lot of framing. So when um, Michael's underneath the car in the garage and he thinks one of the little Jawas is in there with him and he hits Jody's foot with the hammer and it cuts to like that straight, straight down the barrel shot of Jody yelling, fuck. Um, But then there's some great shit. There's some 
incredible shots that I think because maybe he's not overthinking it, the when they open when they get that door open and you come in and you pan in on those barrels and you truck in and you turn and you see that that shot that's probably the best shot of the movie. Uh, I think the shot the shots with the ball look pretty good for being low budget. And then there's some really cool like to counter the the two the the, the, the two shot of them stepping into the frame. Um when they are battling the jean jacket in that, I think it is established really well. There's like the shot that's set up at the top of the stairs and Michael is running up and down the stairs with the jean jacket. It's simple. It doesn't need to be chaotic and shaky cam. It's all in there, but I really like, uh, when he runs through the graveyard, whenever he's trying to get lucky with the lavender lady, just the way that is, he's like, which on the first, when Tommy is having sex with the lady in Lavender, the way that their legs are, like okay. she's on top. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. But then we get the cut of, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Her legs imply she's laying flat on him. Like not, she's fucking Not him. in a cowgirl. Yeah. yeah. Her feet should be up by his knees. <laughs> I think he's getting pegged, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's the tall man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it does have a wee-wee. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's take a break. We'll uh, get back into some uh, plot for Phantasm here. And we hope you're having a good time on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to the box set. We, uh, we're doing Phantasm, 1979. I think, I think we like it. I think we're excited. Um... Are you guys happy that it's not 22 episodes? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't make 22 Phantasm movies. It's a it lot of potential to fuck it up. Well, I do reference that because our last box set was Thunder in Paradise. And if you like this, go back and, and check that out. Those are all there. We did all 22 episodes of Thunder in Paradise. It was a um, endeavor. A, endeavor. I'd Endem- say a journey where we learned a lot. I think we can all agree. If you like Phantasm, listen to Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> if you like it, Phantasm, you're going to love Thunder in Paradise. Basically, the same stuff we're talking about here as we did back then. So. What, but, uh, which what? phantasm do you think finally brings in a jet ski? Four. Okay. I'm going to go five. Oh, the tall man's in the water. <laughs> I didn't know he had a lake house. Surf's up, boy. <laughs> it's a beach ball that has like the fucking 
knives coming out of it mm-hmm. instead of just a ball. Oh. Incoming mirror ball. <laughs> Lasers. Too close for rockets, brother. We can, outrun, we can outrun the ball, brother, at hyperspeed. Hyperspeed. <laughs> Go check out Thunder in Paradise. Hyperspeed engaged. <laughs> you can tell we, we already miss it. All right, gentlemen, we're going to run through some plot here on Phantasm. Short, sweet. Uh, while having sex in Morningside Cemetery, Tommy is stabbed by the woman in Lavender, who actually turns out to be the tall man. We get a quick little shot of him kind of just looking down at you. You think he can make a... Can he make a vagina? He can make boobs. So... He can make a ball fly through the air and suck your brains out. Like, But I'm just but, saying it seems like he can morph his body into yeah. whatever he wants it to be. I mean, if Tall Man was going to be Lady in Lavender and you knew you weren't going to get killed, would you have a relationship with her, Kron? Or would you always know that it was Tall Man? Well, if I knew it was the Tall Man, I don't... I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting into something that's sort of socially relevant right now um but a vagina is like the most complicated thing ever devised right so is he just morphing a canal or does it have all of the intricacies i thought you you were referring to algebra but i thought you were referring to amsterdam (laughs) does it have all the canals the vagina have all the canals I'm saying that the tall man morphs. Is he just... Yeah, bro. There's only one canal, bro. Is the tall man able to perfectly replicate a vagina, or is it just like a tube? Yes. I didn't think that was that complicated of a... Yeah, is he just... He holds a fleshlight. I think he can... I think he can make a vagina. He can make breasts. He made some pretty good-looking breasts, I will say that. I like to climb those mountaintops. Why does he hide Nobody one else? of them? Uh, same. I had the same. Had to be ratings. He's a little modest at times. The tall well, he man. Doesn't, he doesn't hide them on the second time around. You get to see both of them and you get a wow. Well, you get two wows, actually. One for Quick each. question. Uh, could you guys you watch You address your, them like, individually, okay? Yeah, they come as a set, but they each have their own characteristic, their own personality. Could you guys watch your brother just bang a chick in a cemetery? I don't have a brother, so I don't know. I Theoretically, no. But If you did. No. No. Yeah, I watch my either. I watch my boy throw down in the cemetery. <laughs> what if it was one of us? Yeah. <laughs> is watching your brother bone, is that more uncomfortable than boning in a cemetery? I mean, boning in a cemetery is kind of like a thing, though, right? I guess. Dan, have you boned in a cemetery, dude? Messing around with them dark women? <laughs> That's what I know of, but I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Not that you know of. What is it like? I... Did you fuck in the poltergeist house by accident? Did you... You know, 
get to drinking and shit happens. You don't. I think I'd kind of be against it. I think I'd, at least at this point in my life, it'd be like, I'll get a hotel room. <laughs> Why would you be against that? It's fucking muddy and shit out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. If it was a regular summer night. Oh, I still, boning in a cemetery is fucking weird, dude. Has anybody boned outside? It's yeah, none of your little, fucking business. <laughs> just, if you can bone outside, you can bone in a cemetery. No way. It's spookier in there. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are a bunch of fucking scaredy cats, dude. You're going you're gonna to bone on top of a corpse you don't know? Fuck yeah. No. What's it going to do? It's fucked up. <sighs> They'll probably be like, I, I'm enjoying the view. All right. This woman is actually the tall man. She stabs Tommy. At least he gets to finish. We know that. Oh, baby. Uh, the morning side. So did you watch a director's cut? Yeah. How do you? He, he was did you saying see him finish. Yeah, he finished. Then she stabbed him. How do you know he, we finished? You yeah, might have just watch it again. Been saying, "Oh, baby." He oh, said baby. that was great. Maybe he just hit a spot. Yeah. All right. You guys, you're on Tommy's side. Maybe he mentally came, not not physically. You don't know. Maybe that little move she did. Hey, that was was pretty nice. Yeah, Yeah, but do that again. I will say this. Tommy was smiling the whole goddamn time. I knew he was having a nice experience. I mean... And and more importantly, he was letting her know that he was having a good time. Yeah. It's a consent. Consent. All right. Uh, the Morningside mortician in another form kills Tommy. Of course, this is a lady in lavender. At the funeral, Tommy's friends, Jody and Reggie, believe he committed suicide. What fucking coroner was like... <laughs> Huge stab wound in the chest. It's probably a suicide. I mean, it is 79, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Jody's 13-year-old. He's got a tea time at nine, dude. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, suicide. I got to go. Jody's 13-year-old brother, Mike, secretly observed. observes the funeral and sees the tall man placing Tommy's heavy casket seemingly with little or no effort into the back of a hearse instead of completing the burial. Mike then goes to the fortune teller and tells her what he saw. She has him stick his hand in a box and at first something seems to grab it, but then he removes it unharmed. He does go into um, that it hurts, and the girl. I did she know this like girl from school? The house looked abandoned that he went to. Well, it's like a spooky, you know, psychic's house and shit. And I don't think she had a star on her face when she answered the door, but then she had a star on her face. Well, you draw it on for the reading. I mean, getting a character, dude. Hmm. And a big thing here, too, is this is, it's 
already sort of continued, but uh, to this point, but the the overlay and the editing. So he's he's talking about like his his brother deciding to leave, and we see scenes of him chasing after his brother. So his brother's got a badass Cuda, but still rides around on a bicycle through the neighborhood, I guess, to get his exercise. And well, um, the Cuda only gets seven miles to the gallon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> things a fucking gas guzzler. Yeah, why would he? I think yeah, those are all what Mike kind of pictures. It was going to be like, I guess. Well, it's but it's he, folded in. Like he's talking about the mortician, but he's also talking about his fear of of Jody leaving, and it's they'll they'll show the same thing three or four times, but it's kind of a way to establish really what's going on in in a good three or four minutes. Yeah, Jody's uh, parents and Mike's have passed away. So yeah, Jody should be here anyway. Okay. I think I think Jody is there. Like I think Jody is already in the town and shit. He's been taking care of Mike since the parents died. What about that random housekeeper that runs into Reggie in the hallway? Oh, uh, we only see her that right. one time. Is she is she taking care of Maybe while he's gone on tour. That's one of those things I had to back up because I was like, who the fuck is this lady? Where are they? But I totally forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, so maybe he has left. This is our big take. This is the thing that's boggling our minds. The nanny. Where has Jody been? Who was paying for that? Who wants to see that? Maybe Reggie's floating him. That's why he's driving yeah. that truck 18 hours a day, man. Making fucking money right there. All right, Mike, he figures out that it's all in his head. It's not really there. Ignore the pain. And he's unharmed. That's what he kind of learns. Very Dune. Dooney. Lifted right out of Dune. <laughs> Pretty much. And what what sick joy does this old woman get out of torturing this kid? Because when Mike leaves the place, they like giggle to each other. Yeah, they laugh pretty good. Yeah, that's cruel. It's just funny, dude. <laughs> kid doesn't know how the box works. <laughs> that's like day one stuff. You would have put your hand in the box? I would. I'm paying the money, I guess. I want the full experience. Put my hand in any box, dude. What about a canal? Oh, yeah. Canal, a tube, an intricate vagina. Whatever you got. Half finger, will finger. Mm-hmm. All right, later, Jody is seduced by the lady in lavender and taken to the cemetery again to have sex. This is, of course, at the cabana that is out in the middle of nowhere. However, they are interrupted by Mike, who has been following Jody and has been driven out of his hiding place by a short hooded figure. Uh, Mike tries to tell Jody to, that the hooded figure is just 
his imagination, but Jody dismisses it. Uh, he also tells him he's, it's like an animal, I guess. What? He's like, well, that's like an armadillo or something. <laughs> Groundhog or some shit. Uh, Jody dismisses the story. Uh, back at the mausoleum, Mike is chased by a flying silver spear and grabbed by the caretaker, but escapes when the spear kills the caretaker, which well, is super fucking gnarly. Yeah, he goes to break in because something's yeah. going on. He puts he puts on a boot knife, sneaks out, breaks a window, sneaks in I, through the basement. What's in a casket? What big lighter does this kid have? Because it shoots up an eight inch flame. He just took the cover off and then pushed, <laughs> pushed the thing around a bunch. You never did that. He oh. was uh. He was probably lighting fucking coffee creamer up all day. Hell yeah, dude. For so I think. I'm not cutting this shit out anymore. I'm not cutting out your fucking pyro tips. <laughs> I do. Uh, it's got to be some, powdered. It's got to be the, powdered creamer. God damn it. Some of the also, deep- you can take a cheap lighter that has the adjuster <laughs> and just wiggle it around a ton and you can get that big flame on it. Yeah, but you're going to burn out your fuel. Yeah, it's not about, I'm not lighting cigs, dude, I'm fucking. It's about the flame, bro. I'm having a six foot flame, bro. Yeah, but if I'm trying to snoop around a fucking funeral home. No, you give it to your buddy when he tries to light a cigarette and it. Oh, that's funny as hell. Mm -hmm. Flame right up your nostril, dude. That'll teach you. His hat gets burned and his face is all covered in soot and shit. Mm. Fucking Daffy Duck. Hilarious. I like the detail. So while he's sneaking around, he's almost caught. He hides in a coffin, like Kron mentioned. I did like that he used the lighter to kind of keep the lid up so he could peek through. I thought that was a cool detail. But yeah, the the important takeaway here is this magic floating ball. Yeah, it's got some it's like a spear a spear and fucking got the Three, does it have three knives or I think it's just I think it two, has right? Two knives and then that center bit that comes out that like bores into your fucking, S- skull. fucking skull. Uh he then flees the tall man. Uh as Mike slams the door to get away, the tall man's finger gets caught and then cut off. Uh but it continues to move, dripping yellow blood. Uh, taking one of the fingers with him, Mike escapes the mortuary. I don't know if we're past this part yet. There's a part where he where Mike goes into like a dream sequence where it's just like the tall man standing over his bed. And it's like out in the I think this the is right, right after this, yes. Okay. That shot looks really cool. Like just the way they framed it all, and then those two guys pop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the original poster, I believe, for a long time. Is this the dream he has when he's sleeping on the stairs with the box in front of him and the shotgun? I think that's right. Is that a dream or is that real? What is real, dude? Is the box real? Is this real? Hmm. We'll never know. Till number two. 
Uh, the still moving finger is enough to convince Jody. Oh, my, my number two's a real buddy. <laughs> it's bigger than a finger. The still moving finger is enough to convince Jody about Mike's story. Uh, before Jody can bring the finger to the sheriff, I love trans- that. I love that scene where he opens the box, sees the finger, and just closes it and says, "All right, I believe you." Like I, everything that you've said, I believe now. I'm 100 percent in. It's it's awesome. I guess if you see a like a disembodied finger moving, you kind of gotta. At that point, you gotta be in, right? It's doused in like yellow blood as well. So yeah, you're like, and still moving. But it, I feel like most movies, it's still gonna be like, okay, yeah, this is weird, but it doesn't explain you watching me fuck. That would have been so cool if he said that, right? Like, when he closed the box. All right, but why did you watch me fuck in the cemetery? <laughs> he was just trying to learn, dude. If there I wouldn't have watched where... you fingered that chick, I wouldn't have got this finger in a box. Do you understand? It's a straight line, Jody. No, you use your own finger, dude, not somebody else's. It's symbolic, Jody. Oh. Finger oh. in the box. Oh, fuck. Where'd you get a fucking finger at, dude? <laughs> what were you going to say, Kron? Oh, the, the part where Jody is in the cemetery, like when he looks up, when Mike runs by, he's just got that lady's underwear in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. How you long know, was he holding on to those? He's on the bite down on. That's how you take underwear off a lady, dude. Have you learned anything from movies? I just yeah. chew through the underwear. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't use your hands because they're holding those mountains. <laughs> they are or you are? Both. Who's they? I got what? Some weird stuff, dude. Your bro's watching. <laughs> That's who they are. Guys, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> You're over there. You may as well help. It's the camera's on a stand. Come on. I'm bloated, brother. All right. It transformed into a flying insect. Yeah. This is where we were talking about wrestling with a, a jean jacket. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. You get to see it a little bit. Like, I like the sound effects and shit that it made. I didn't think it was terrible. The sound's selling it for sure. It's helping. It's not terrible by any means, but it is, at the end of the day, it's two guys, like, just do, like, moving a jean jacket around in front of their faces. It's, what do they call it, like, the empty coffee cup, right? Like, the coffee mugs in movies never actually have liquid in them, and it's just enough to create, like, you can always sort of tell the way that the actors are handling it. It happened in Spawn. I don't think we talked about it last week, but there's a part where the dude hands, hands it out like a coffee cup and you can just tell like that shit is fucking empty. So I'm I even more forgiving of like, you, you got this one little f- mutant fly puppet. You don't want to bang it up. Have you guys ever like been at work and already drank all your coffee and like go, you're like talking to coworkers and grab it. And then you realize there's no coffee in there, but you still, Take it like you did drink it. 
that is a con of using like a modern Yeti or something that's got some heft to it. Yeah, that's what I have a Yeti. So yeah, every once in a while I'll grab it and be like, there's nothing in there, but I still fucking do it. Mm. Kron, you only drink your coffee from one cup, so. I just hold the coffee in my hand and lap it up. (laughs) Yeah. Do they call you weird names at work? Oh yeah, people are fucking weirded out by it, dude. Is it still like super hot or do you mm-hmm. let it cool down? Yeah, it scalds my hands up real good. They probably think you're a badass though too though. Mm-hmm. I have no fingerprints anymore. <laughs> so I've been doing some minor larceny on the side. Just send me a, a few bills, man. No. Red, Reggie, who witnesses, witnesses the finger-turned-insect attack... I don't know what I wrote here. I just Who throw witnessed- the bills in the trash. I don't keep them. It's not about the money. It's the thrill. It's about the crime, dude. You're missing out. You put it into savings at least. Mm-mm, I'm living. All right. Reggie c- Reggie comes in while this is all going on and joins the brothers. No, what, what did you write down? You wrote down finger turned insect. Get, get through <laughs> witness, it. Witness the finger turned insect that it. That attacked them, I should have said. Okay. I should have, I wrote attack them instead of attacked. Joins, he joins in on the brother's suspicion. Jody goes to the cemetery alone, but is chased away by, what do we, what do we, do we call these dwarves? No. Um, Also, did it stress you guys out that they use the garbage disposal without running any water? A little bit. Okay. you're you gotta put water in there. But I mean, in a situation like that, I can. Well, and that's I can, it's why it crawled pass. back up. If it had the water in there, it would have gone down the first time. That's true. I did put in a new garbage disposal. Oh, Thirty oh, minutes. Oh, 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 Nah, I don't even fucking... I took a picture and bought the same one at Lowe's. Yeah, Dan was like, uh, this thing doesn't have enough horsepower. I'm going to hook up oh, the Cuda oh, motor to it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to hook up this V8 oh, oh, engine. Oh, oh. <laughs> the, I will say, uh, the engineers that got together when it comes to garbage disposals, they figured it out, man. It's one of the easier things that you know a homeowner can replace. I had to replace the one here when we moved in. And yeah, it was like, took the old one out, bought a similar sized one, mm-hmm. and everything just fit together. Why don't they connect the power cord, though? Like, just sell them with the power cord. It's the same for dishwashers as well. They won't connect the power cord. Isn't it just like hardwired in, though? I mean, well, like... No. No, you got to do it. It, it depends. Like mine, mine is a an outlet. I think See, it depends my, on the city code. Yeah, mine's not an outlet. It's just like you wrap the two wires around the screws, and it's yeah. just there, like exposed on the wall. No, it's just you don't plug it in. It's like you take a 
you know, a hot and a cold wire and you wrap it around the two screws. And oh, so you still put the plate on it and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's a plug-in, so. Huh. You fucking Brewster's Millions over here. I would say the plug-in is more Brewster's Millions. <laughs> I, I, so be it. But what's great about the plug-in is I know that I'm on, I've, the countless times I've had to dig something out of it, I unplug it and I know it's not turning back on. I'm sure yours has a, uh, a power on and off. Well, mine has a hardwired. switch. Like you. Oh, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So mine still has a switch. It has a switched outlet. Mm-hmm. And then you can unplug that outlet. And then it's got the safety button on it. But I think it's probably just code. Because the dishwashers, washers and dryers, like it's the same thing. Whenever you order one or buy one, you still have to pay the $300 fucking hookup fee. What? For what? For like all the hoses and tubes and, and power connectors. Oh, for like the extra shit? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we charge that up front. So the installers have it already, depending on. What like, your nah, situation? I got is. that shit. <laughs> Use the same tube. All right, tall man, that shit. Maybe he just morphs his asshole to the front. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why her feet were like all weird. What if you're trying to be a backdoor man? <laughs> Morph it or, I don't know. Hey, you got no asshole, lady. This is fucking crazy. Crowd, would you ever pick the doors for this show? Uh, only to talk about Val Kilmer calling at a bird. <laughs> which I could do for 25 minutes straight, so maybe. I actually, I think like a while ago, me and Francis tried to watch the doors and she might have made it all of eight minutes in before she was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't, I don't think I want to watch this. I've tried to start that movie, so I've never seen it all the way through. Yeah, I've I, started it multiple times. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I think that one's tough because Jim Morrison just seems like a dick bag. And he, I mean, <laughs> how cool can you make him? He's he. If you got stuck with him at a party, you would fucking leave. I think that movie also proposes that it took all of eight minutes or less than for the dude to write the fucking uh, keyboard section for Light My Fire. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, they're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And is it Kyle McLaughlin that's the keyboardist? And he's like, all right, yeah, give me some time. And then like five minutes later, he's like, yeah, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous keyboard sections of all time. Yeah. Dan, you're really trying to get an Oliver Stone category going, aren't you? No, I was just, I always know Kron loved that scene from that movie. I already know Dan's going to pick it, so I did find a movie, uh, a documentary called I Killed JFK. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to do on this show. So, some guy's fucking confession that <laughs> you should you should see what I'm going to do next. Can't wait for the phantasm. Can't wait for the three plus hour category we've got coming up. What'd you say, Bones? 
What? What did you say? I said we should be talking about Phantasm and not Uh-oh. JFK. Uh, we got a new category. Bones. Nobody what wants to. Nobody. We 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 barely know how to talk about movies. Dan, now, think- now combine that with actual no. history. No. Dan, do you think there was a second tall man on the grassy knoll? Yeah, I don't think he was tall, and I think there were two there. Anyway, all right, all right. He goes to the cemetery alone. Jody does. He's chased uh, and well, seemingly, by well, a seemingly driveless Hearst. One guy to eat the rifle after the bullet's been fired. <sighs> Cron, there's been some breakthrough in the case. Uh, he is rescued by Mike and Jody's Plymouth Barracuda. That's a sweet fucking ride, guys. So fucking cool. Running the hearse off the road, they discovered that it was driven by one of the hooded figures, a reanimated and shrunken Tommy, whom they hid in Reggie's ice cream truck. I'm a little upset we didn't see the little stilts that the guy obviously had to be wearing (laughs) to reach those pedals. That is true. Or I know some of them have like the dash controls, right? Maybe there's one guy down there working the pedals. Oh, that would have been fucking great, dude. Just two of them right Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could have turned this into a comedy with these. Uh, Reggie and Jody. You don't know what's going to happen in parts two through five. That's true. I mean, I've fucking, covered nothing but trouble. I know what comedy is. Fucking yakety sack starts playing as these guys run around. <laughs> Do you think... Two of like of these small guys wear one large trench coat and like go pick up beer and shit. You think this like, is where like DreamWorks got like their idea for the minions? Of course. This this movie ripped from Dune and fucking Despicable Me pulled from Phantasm. You're like, you know what? Make them yellow instead of in the the brown thing. Kids will love it. You know, my favorite part of that movie is is when they they come in because they think there's a fire, and they like axe through that door, and the two minions come in, and then there's one minion holding like the bullhorn, and he's making the wee wee noise. Shit cracks me up, man. I mean, minions. It's it's adorable as hell. It's kind. They're kind of funny. Not gonna lie. You know comedy. You. You picked nothing but trouble. That's true. I I covered nothing but trouble. I know comedy. Cron. I don't have any <laughs> I don't have anything to add to this. Let me say Did, thank you to all the listeners that are listening to nothing but trouble this week for some reason. Does thank Dan, you. <laughs> does Dan Aykroyd think it's thinks it, it is a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. He loves despicable me. All right. You not know fucking Dan Aykroyd, dude? Can you name another Dan Aykroyd movie? Ghostbusters. Another? Ghostbusters 2. Stop. Another. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure he was like a conehead or something. <laughs> He's like the conehead, man. It's the conehead. Is he a doctor? 
I don't think it was a doctor. No. It was a driving instructor. That's another movie like you start and you're like, yeah, I can't watch this. What? Really? You can watch Cone the Coneheads. Yeah. Coneheads holds up, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, Coneheads is funny. Pick it for Dan's JFK category <laughs> when it comes around. Does it hold up? I watched it uh a few months ago actually. When I went to go when I flew down to see my niece. That's what my family was watching while the baby was sleeping. We watched Coneheads. And you woke it up because you were laughing so much? I woke the yeah. baby up to watch it. I was like, you got to watch this shit. <laughs> Get the fuck up. St- start them early. A, start them right. You're kind of a conehead. You can uh, yeah. You can align with these guys. All right, where the fuck are we? Reggie and Jody resolve to defeat the tall man while Mike is hidden at an antique store. Blues Brothers. Um, that is true. Owned by Jody's friends, Sally and Sue. There, Mike discovers an old photograph of the tall man and insists on bringing it home. On the way, Mike, Sally, and Sue come across the ice cream truck overturned. They are attacked by a mob of hooded figures. Mike manages to escape, presuming the girls and Reggie are dead. There's a part where Reggie's loading up the ice cream truck and the tall man stops in front of it. And. Like in town? Yeah. Is he like. He's got like a badass walk going, like just. Yeah, but what's he. Strutting. Does he like the cold? Is he. (laughs) I mean, Reggie's slinging that ice cream. Even the tall man might be like. Got to give me one of those Choco Tacos, man. Oh, you think he was just trying to get a fucking... Yeah, just because... I I thought it had something to do with, like, the heat of the planet. That they Don't they mention that the planet was hot? Yeah, that's like, why they got to shrink everybody so they can handle the heat and the pressure. Yeah. So was he getting some relief with the cold air? I don't know. Well, I thought he was just looking at fucking Mike and being like, I'm creepy, look at me. Oh, I don't I, think he was looking at him at all. I think he stopped, got a, maybe just fucking dairy hound, man. Remind him of some titties. He was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to morph my upper half. It seemed like Take he care enjoyed of myself the cold. Later. These mountaintops are getting some snow. Mm-hmm. This will perk my nipples up for it's later. The, it's the only time coming on your own chest is okay, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if any guy has been like, babe, your mountaintops are great. Shut the hell up, Bones. It's cool all the time. <laughs> Still got it. We get one star reviews. <laughs> they mentioned nothing of the fucking crude content. Because they didn't listen to the whole goddamn show. Uh, rather than read the Wikipedia, these guys talked about coming on their chest for 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Laughed at themselves. The fucking podcast art is us writing a giant hot dog. It has nothing to fucking do. <laughs> oh, these guys. <laughs> Shoot hey. guns, drinking beers, riding a hot dog. Come to us for your fucking true cinephile needs. It's not the real Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is real. That that 
is actually Paul Verhoeven, guys. <laughs> I fear his days are numbered. I'm really nervous. Do you think he's on death's door? These guys talk about a movie called Vibrations for three hours. Vibrations wow. can play two times over by the time you get through this fucking episode. Yeah, wait wow, till you they... guys didn't read any of the bloops and goofs from IMDb for Phantasm. Like I said, whoever that was, come on the show. Whoever that was, you can host. Uh, go fuck yourself, loser. <laughs> read Wikipedia yourself, dipshit. Or an hey, hour and we, 30 in, correct? We rate movies. We open ourselves to be rated. You know, it, it it's going to happen. The email's out there. It's not the first one star. It won't be the last. So thank God. I'm surprised we're higher than we are, right? Honestly. Well, we should, you know I, what? I, I'm thinking like a 2.1. Yeah. But. but I think it gives you character. When you look at something and it's got 20 reviews that are all five stars, it feels a little phony, right? It's all friends. Yeah. These are real people in Who's the real Who's got 20 world. friends? Fucking crazy. Should we do a rate my letterbox of five-day rentals so far? Right now? What we think the show is? Yeah. It's a 3-5, right? 2-5. T- okay. 3-0. Uh, Kron's pretty uh-huh. funny, man. Kron's pretty funny. I mean, that's I- exactly how we rate every other movie right there. Yeah, yeah, I had that great coming on my chest bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So, Kron, I did a 2-5. You did a 3. Bones did a 3-5. So What's average that average a, out to? That's a 3. It's a 3, Dan. Okay. That's why Kron does the spreadsheet. <laughs> sure. You're our lawyer and our accountant. So. I'm going to send you a calculator for Christmas Day. <laughs> Don't. I will not use it. Jody one, goes. One of the big ones for elderly people. <laughs> <laughs> the jitterbug fucking style. Is that an eight or a six? Uh, Jody goes oh, to. Oh, you'll fucking know it's an eight, dude. <laughs> the button is as big as your computer. Oh, God damn it. I forgot to take my pills. It's Thursday. Uh, Jody goes to the uh, mortuary here to kill the tall man first locking Mike in his bedroom and saying, you can't go. It's for safety. But Mike escapes, of course. Uh, Mike, like, hooks up a nail to a shotgun shell or something? Like, that would just explode in your face, right? No, it's a movie, dude. Yeah, but I'm saying in reality. Like, if you were able to set off a shotgun shell... He closes his eyes. (laughs) First off, it's in the house. No. You know as soon as Jody walks in, he's going to smell that shit. Be like, dude, I thought I told you no shotgun shells in the house. Also, you could have kicked through that door in the time it took you to fucking... That's true. You got the hammer. You should have watched Bones' video, man. Yeah. All right. Mike escapes, but he runs into the tall man who was waiting for him outside the front door the whole time. Kidnaps Mike, throws him in the hearse. Kind of a cool effect where he's like lifting him, holding him up. I'm not sure what fucking cart or whatever he's standing on to do it, but. 
I think that's all, when that's he, all Angus Scrim, dude. I think <laughs> when he got the part, he was like, "I'm gonna lift this kid up." At one point, like, I don't that's think he's as, as tall as they sort of imply. When he when he's strutting his shit by the ice cream truck, his he's got some fucking gnarly Elton John heels on. I think they're they're juicing the numbers. And she lived a life like a candle on the wind. You're just an ice cream in the wind. Mm-hmm. Mike escapes the hearse and causes it to strike a pole by fucking just shooting through shit. This kid's fucking strapped, dude. Kid's hardcore. Uh, the hearse explodes. Looks cool. Looking, explosion looks great. It's a good explosion. It's Looking for J- Jody and the... Uh, classic microsecond too soon before it hits the pole, but I love it. 79. Yeah, they, yeah they're, they had shitty fuses back then. Yeah, the Their light. timer ran off a jitterbug calculator. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the guy the guy hit the big eight instead of the big seven. <laughs> uh, looking for Jody in the mortuary. Mike is targeted by uh, this awesome silver spear until Jody destroys it with a shotgun. I like that you could take it out like that. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Jody are reunited with Reggie. Uh, and I think this is where he says, like, I found these girls and I just let them out. It is. It is. Because they they like, we thought you were dead. And he's like, no, they brought me back here. And the only four other people in the movie were also in that closet, too. So don't worry. They're good. You can't kill the ice cream, man. Uh, together, they enter Lord, a... Lord knows I've tried. <laughs> Together they enter a brightly lit room, which is filled with canisters containing more of these small hooded creatures. Mike catches a brief glimpse through the portal, seeing red, a hot world where these creatures are tolling along. Uh, They pull them back out, uh, Jody and Reggie. They got to roll those barrels all the way back to wherever their fucking headquarters are. I don't know if when they get in there, it just shoots them through. I don't know. Yeah. That's what the portal can't be closer to your fucking base or. I don't know. When I don't know. I don't know how portals work. I mean, I get what you're saying, but the first time they got those barrels, I'm sure they were super thankful because before they were just rolling loose corpses. Yeah. The fucking arms don't, and legs. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it's probably better to fucking do the Breaking Bad barrel roll all the way across the fucking desert. But if if you're you've been at it for hundreds of years, you know. Gets... Well, they just got the barrel a hundred years ago. Okay. I mean, Jack Daniels is like, we're not fucking selling you anymore. Jeez, you should I... take four of these little guys just to carry a corpse, and now okay. each one of them can roll a barrel, which implies that. We needed our universe to invent the barrel so they could put the corpse in the barrel, right? American capitalism, that's all this is. Throw a fucking wheelbarrow or a fucking radio flyer through the fucking (laughs) portal as well. Hell, horse and buggy, man. 
I need taking the week- that. <laughs> I need the weekend off because I got to throw 563 roller skates through this damn thing. They were just taking the radio flyer down the hill to uh, steering it and shit. This isn't going to work. Could we do radio flyer on this show? No, that's way too depressing. Yeah. Pick it for Dan's JFK category. You ever seen it, Kron? No. Oh. Kron, if I did take JFK, what would you pick? I Pen- killed JFK, the documentary I told you about. Well, I think well, I it depends on documentaries, what, what the category I don't think it's is. a real documentary, Dan. <laughs> is it a movie? Yeah. It played for one day in a theater. It's a fucking YouTube short. You went on... It's to compensate for the five-hour JFK record. A journey to find something that I'm threatening. I think I Googled JFK movie, and it was on, like, page nine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll give you credit for that. Damn, dude. You did some research, then. You guys wouldn't do JFK. I don't want to do JFK. I mean, you don't have a choice, I guess, if I pick it. It's three and a half hours long, I, dude. I think it's if not we three and a half. If hours. we did JFK, I think it would need to be three episodes. Why? Because it's a long movie. We talked about Near Dark for three hours and twenty minutes. Okay. Yes, and that's a short movie. Spawn is barely ninety minutes, and it's a three hour and twenty minute episode, dude. I got to fucking interrupt with my fucking radio flyer bits and Kron's got a tag coming on your chest or shooting the fucking ice cream man, dude. That's how it fucking works Dan, here. The runtime is three hours and 26 minutes. The same as Killers of the Flower Moon. You Get can't out say it's it. not 3.30. It's not. It is. Round up, dude. With a bathroom break, I guess. Yes, I'll give it to you. But you still got to fucking watch it, you asshole. Did you piss during Killers? Uh, I read the book, so I kind of knew... In my pants. ...where would be a good point. So I peed one time, yes. At how, one point where I knew, like, all right, this is going to happen, so... How do, you, how do you feel? Could the movie have used an intermission, like a classic intermission? I'm saying if you're three hours, just throw the 10 minute inter- intermission in. I don't think that would hurt anything. Um, but I, I guess it depends I, on your subject matter, too. Yeah. I genuinely think people would go to the theaters more for these long epics if they brought that back. Because I think that the peeing and everybody having to take an insulin shot now because uh, everybody's diabetic. <laughs> is really hurting the theater industry. The box office? Yeah. But I mean, I think you don't, he does a good job of, you won't, I, I you won't notice, I don't think. I think you're going to be entertained from the beginning to the end, no matter what. Okay. Yeah, but if you had an intermission, you could watch the entire movie. <laughs> I understand that, Kron. Go see it. It's it's fine. I will say, if you're going to go to a three-hour movie, you should go to the theater because at least you're set and you're focused. You're not have a phone and a fucking pause button and shit. Yeah. You know. 
I'm usually standing when I watch movies at my house. Oof. That's rough. I usually That's stand rough. in the theater. That makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, you right. only go see Taylor Swift concerts, so yeah, it's allowed now. Dance in a big circle, fucking witch coven. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Um, together, they enter a brightly lit room, which is filled with canisters containing more of these creatures. Best shot of the movie. Mike, Mike catches a glimpse through a portal. He sees red hot world where these creatures are toiling around as slaves, as he calls them, when he comes back in, when uh, Reggie and uh, Jody there pull him back out. A sudden power outage separates the trio. Left alone in the room, Reggie activates the portal, creating a powerful vacuum from which he narrowly escapes. Is that activating it? What is... I think going back to when he was tuning his guitar, he kind of touches the two, and then he touches the two things there. I took it as like maybe he fucked up the frequency. Right, like that specific frequency was keeping that portal under control, and him fucking it up made it sort of fold in on itself. Mm-hmm. That's so. kind of how I took it. As okay. Well. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, in the ensuing storm, Reggie is stabbed by the lady in lavender, while Jody and Mike flee. Lady in love. And the mortuary disappears. Is Jody. fucking on me. She, In the graveyard. She, she's got no asshole. No, her asshole's in front, dude. That's a 360. It's where the vagina should be. Lady in lap. I was, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> asshole in front. <laughs> Where Vagine should be. Yeah, I don't know how we're not getting all five star reviews. Come on. Uh, Jody devises a plan to trap the tall man in an abandoned mine shaft. Uh, the tall man attacks Mike at home and chases him outside. Where he eventually falls into the mine shaft and is buried under an avalanche of rocks, triggered by Jody, who's very proud of himself when this happens. That's also a very cool shot, too. Like it's the pretty sweet. rear illumination that's coming up off that hill. Looks good. Some good night shots here. I would love to just throw around some movie boulders. You, know, you think we could purchase some? They got to be somewhere, right? You could yeah. make them out of styrofoam and yeah. spray paint, I think. You guys better watch those Amazon orders here. <laughs> Dude, you got wonderful steps to do it on, Bones. Just those coming down the oh, steps. Oh, hell yeah. That, yeah, wait for my wife to come home from work and just... <laughs> Can I, should I put like a yellow, like, beware falling rock sign kind of in our front oh, yard? That'd be perfect. And she'd be like, what the fuck is that about? And then I just scream and let the thing go. 
Yeah, you got to get like a big net to hold them all. And you mm-hmm. pull that, they'll come down. We're doing this. Oh, dude, we could recreate, was it Legends of the Hidden Temple? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Oh, Mac. Womack. Team Red Babu. Womack, you piece of shit. The Barracudas. Run the board. Oh, what yeah. are the other ones? Barracudas, Red Baboons. Jaguars? Jag- Jag- I think maybe Jaguars. Pythons. Was there pythons? I don't know. Was it all like Amazonian, Amazonian themed? Amazon theme? Amazonian. It was all Wonder Womans and shit. Apocalypto. Uh, After this, Mike wakes up in his bed, still worried about the tall man. Reggie, still alive, tells Mike that he had a nightmare. Very odd fire scene here in front of this fire. Reggie's coming off a little strong. Yeah, he wants to be a dad, you know? This is his chance. He's taking off his, you know, ice cream man get up and put on his comfy home flannel. Flannel. Yeah. I probably got some fuzzy slippers on. I surf 200 kids every day and I never get to bring them home. And now I finally got my own kid. (laughs) I'm going to do it right. Uh, He says he had a nightmare that Jody died in a car wreck. And, uh, Reggie's like, we need to go on a road trip. Like, we'll leave first thing in the morning. Wait, he says but that he did Reggie, die. Yeah, Reggie did die in a car wreck. And all the rest of the movie that we've seen is the nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. It just sounded like you said. Sure. Yeah, just go with it, Kron. That's, okay. that's what he said. Okay. That's what he said. We didn't have to correct him at all. Mike had a nightmare, and Reggie informs Jody that he did die. Or Reggie. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I probably said it wrong, Cron. You're right. Nope. You said it perfect. You did a great it's a great it's right. job. You no. did a 4.5 star job. That's not good enough. But you can't do 0.5s on Apple, so you did a four star job. When Mike enters his bathroom to pack for this trip, the tall man appears and his hands crash through the bathroom mirror, pulling Mike inside. End credits for Phantasm from 1979. Cliffhanger. Kron, watch out for that flying ball behind you. I pray every day that... Please. Fucking ball will bore my skull out and (laughs) end it all. Hey, that would be pretty sweet if one of us goes like that. I don't Mm. pray for it every day. It's just three hours a week. Sit down in front of this this mic. Yeah. (laughs) Please. Gentlemen, upon further research, this was released June 1st of 1979, limited. That week at the cinema, you could also watch Wanda Nevada with Peter Fonda and Brooke Shields. Wanda Nevada with Peter Fonda. (laughs) Wanda Nevada with Peter Fonda. And Brooke Shields. Wanda Nevada? Like Nevada Wanda, the state? Nevada the state. Okay, with Peter let me Fonda. finish before you fucking school teach me, okay? Like, 
uh, soundtrack by Nirvana. Whoa. Filmed in Havana. Where they eat bananas. And the director was high on marijuanas. They kept order with security guards carrying katanas. Oh. Uh, the only has, the only song they played on set was by La Bamba, and that caused a lot of trauma. We've kind of changed the the rhyme scheme there, but yeah, there we okay. go. Anybody want to guess the budget on this movie? Two hundred thousand uh, dollars. I'll go. A good guess. I'll go three hundred thousand. Crowd right on the money. Three hundred k. Good job, dude. With a box office of just under twelve million dollars. Damn, that's a good return. That's a it's a hit, baby. All right, I think we covered a lot of. The IMDb trivia <laughs> throughout this episode. What about the Wikipedia production paragraph? Mm, pretty much the same from what I gathered. <laughs> there is, if you do go through there, there's a lot of, I think, just people fucking around with some of the bands that played at one point it says that uh lemmy from motorhead got the idea for ace of spades whenever he's when he was watching this movie because mike looked like an ace of spades he said and he continued writing the lyrics to ace of spades throughout the movie and i was like i don't know if that's true uh angus scrim is the tall guy. His real name is actually Lawrence Rory Guy. So he did change his name there. But a great name, Angus Scrim. Hell of a name. I want that on my tombstone when I go. Do it. But yeah, I think we pretty much covered a lot of it. I don't know if there's anything else that stands out. Entertainment Weekly ranked this as the 17th scariest movie of all time. What was number one? I don't remember. The Shining. That's about it. Yeah, what do you think it was? Uh, The Exorcist? I can see that. I think Bones said Shining. That's a good answer. Yeah, gentlemen. That's all I got. Phantasm one, the box set. We're doing it. We're here. What do uh, we want to do? Guys, we will be putting Phantasm on the big list of movies that we watch, but we will not be doing any rate my letterbox points. So I guess we should just move into, you know, final thoughts and give our scores. I guess I'll go first since I'm currently talking. (laughs) Guys, I think 
I would ultimately, I mean, I came in pretty high on this. I remember watching this a ton when I was like late middle school, early high school, watched it a few years ago and think it had kind of like dipped for me on that rewatch. But on this one, I think it fired right back up there. I was between two numbers. I think I'm ultimately going to land at four. I could have gone 4.5 on this. Um, I think when I get down to it, I do love all of the ideas that this movie introduces and the fact that they feel no need at all to explain any of the weird things they introduce. Um, And I don't think they have to because they don't give you time to get hung up on like, what are these little people about? By the time you even have that thought, you're on to yellow blood and flying spheres. Um, The movie just cooks. I think what's holding it back from like a 4.5 or a 5 to me is that I do think it's somewhat uneven in the sense that you do get really good low-budget special effects. Like I kind of talked about the mirror at the tuning fork thing uh, when Mike's sticking his hand through. Like, to me, that really works. But there is just, like, an unevenness of fighting a jean jacket for two minutes versus how well some of the rest of the movie works. Uh, So ultimately, I'm going to be a 4.0, but I think this thing would... I don't know, man. I could see this going up on, you know, consecutive rewatches, so... Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. I was between two numbers as well. I think there is still a lot of charm in the unevenness. So I definitely agree with you that it is there. I think they make up for a, a lot of those cracks with fun and spectacle within this, like the budget would allow right um i think i'm gonna go 4.5 i think i am going to i i have had fun every time i watched it and when i scrubbed through just before the record just to make sure there wasn't anything i was kind of leaving out i was still catching myself watching sequences and I really want this to be I want some room to grow with with the other films but like you even said Kron like uh, a lot of the rankings just seem to be like in order or maybe one of them will be number 2 and I had to stop myself from thinking about that like just treat it like any other sort of rating and that's what my gut's saying I'm going 4.5 alright dudes Uh, Phantasm from 1979 yeah like I said when I watched it it was very hard not to immediately go on to the second one I think yeah a lot of of it is inconsistent, but I think there's enough mystery there, yeah, to want more. So I'm excited to go on to uh, to Phantasm 2. 
Um, I think what he set out to do was make a great horror movie because he was pissed off that all the other ones at that time were sucking ass is fucking fantastic to me, uh, with his budget, what he got done, I think is great. Um, and you know, you're starting off with sex in a cemetery. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, this is a 3.5 for me. I'm like I said, it could go up, it could go down, but yeah, I don't have any problem watching this. It, it fucking zooms by and yeah, I don't, I'm not mad that I have to watch it or it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think it's good. 3.5 for me. This could have been number one on our list. Jesus. All right, guys, Phantasm would have an average score from the three of us of 4.0. This bad boy would end up at number 16 on the big list. It would currently be right above Raising Kane and right below Breakdown. Uh, good. It's a good three set of movies right there, in my opinion. <laughs> Break up Kron's fucking experiment he's got going on. There, that is an interesting vibe right there. There's there's some connective tissue in those. Yeah. Do it as a triple feature and let us know how it works. Well, that was fun. I'm excited for the rest of this box set. It's it's interesting to approach uh, the box set in film form and not uh, syndicated television. But uh, if you're listening to this, sorry, it's not exactly or uh, right before Halloween. But uh, I still think it's it's seasonally appropriate. There's a there's a crispness when you watch this movie. Uh, but come back next week for uh, my selection of outsiders for my new category uh, based on a book. I think. The ridiculous title was like the English English class TV card or something, but whatever we decide is is whatever it is. So come back. We're we're getting uh, high class in this next category. Wash the taste of Spawn out of our mouth, and then Dan, I kick it back to you. Right, that's what my script says, folks. As always. You can find a Discord link wherever you find episodes of the Five Day Reynolds podcast. What they call that, whatever podcatcher you're on. There is a link in every episode that's dropped. If you are on Apple and Spotify, we do ask, please rate, review the show. It helps us. It helps us bring the show to more people for our world domination goals. Um, catch us on Letterboxd. You can catch us on Instagram. And catch us on threads and yeah uh join the discord if you really want to fuck with us that's where we're at that's where you'll find all of Kron's funny comments that's where you'll find laundry dan if i have time or bones if he's feeling froggy getting you piled find, on you can find laundry day in there if you tag him in your comment pretty much but yeah, um, looking forward to the outsiders, guys. It's, it's going to be fun.
You guys think I'm more of a pony boy or a soda pop? You're a soda pop. Shit. I gotta I gotta rewatch it first. Uh, there's a Dally. There's mm-hmm. a. I think those are all the names I remember. Steve. Who does Diane Lane play? Cherry. That's me, probably. No, you're Johnny. Is that Tom Cruise? No, that's Steve. Who plays Steve Martin? Sorry, you both spoke. (laughs) Who plays Soda Pop? Rob Lowe. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Did you still look good? Yeah. You haven't ate a carb since Mm -hmm. The Outsiders, but you know. You might be the only one that's miscast. Crash and burn. I was going to say uh, plug and bleed or something. Something with the ball. Ball. Plug and bleed. What? Like, because the ball like plugs in and then bleeds out, right? Like, yeah. Sounds like a a menstruation ad (laughs) from the 1940s. Oh, dude. Does the tall man menstruate when he changes? Oh, like, his butthole. If he stays long enough, he he will. Okay, yeah, when he gets his moon. Yeah. He's like, I'm not changing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till next week to get a new uh, victim. Crash and burn.